This is episode 84 of the Be Yourself and Love It podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Samaroff. I was asked to give a presentation at the International Conference on Men's Issues 2020, the online conference. You can watch so many of the great presentations by typing ICMI 2020 into YouTube, including this one that I made. Men, it's a great privilege I have to speak to you today about an issue that I think is very important, uh, an issue that there's been a conspiracy of silence about in the sense that no one's talking about it, even though it's something that is causing a tremendous amount of misery among men. And something that I think there should be a healthy discussion about. It's tangentially touched upon by certain movements that are marginal movements that exist, but no one really seems to be going into detail and having a mature adult discussion about it. So for those of you who don't know me, my name's Anthony Samroff. I'm a therapist. I work online. Um, speaking to both men and women about all sorts of problems. And I am also a podcaster. I'm more known for my libertarian podcast, the Scottish Liberty Podcast. And I also host Be Yourself and Love It Podcast, which is a personal development podcast that is dedicated to sharing really practical information that can be applied in day-to-day life um, to help people live a better life. Uh, I found that the self-help industry is full of a lot of philosophizing and mental gibberish and I was really uh, frustrated with how much of it is. um, I guess, you know, when I was growing up and I was having my struggles, I thought that if I picked up a self-help book on something, I'd uh, be greeted by an expert who knew how to solve the problem. Um, And what I found over 10, 15 years of looking is that actually most self-help books are something to read on a plane. (laughs) They're not really there to help people really change their life. Um, They're just there for like some infotainment. And there's nothing wrong with infotainment. It's just when I was uh, struggling myself, I wanted something deeper and more. So myself, I've written two short self-help books. One's called Procrastination Annihilation, and the other one is called How to Make Small Talk. And they're both available from my website for free. If you just go to beyourselfandloveit.com forward slash do it, you can uh, download um, you can download those two short eBooks and see if they uh, change your life. Some people have said sent me messages saying that they had a massive impact on their lives. So that's the the plug, the um, standard establish your credibility as a speaker uh, that we're all advised to do. And um, onto the content of our presentation. So what I really wanted to talk about is what I see as a epidemic of loneliness among men. And the fact that if you feel this way, you're kind of not allowed to talk about it. 
Um, there's several reasons for that. Uh, and I'm going to see if I can unpack the ones that I've noticed. Of course, I'd be extraordinarily interested to hear what you guys think. So, you know, after this presentation, you can hit me up on Facebook, Anthony Samaroff, and tell me your thoughts on the matter. But um, I remember being dimly aware of this when I went to university. I was maybe like 22. I went as a mature student, <laughs> in the loose sense of the term mature. And... You know, I was into hobbies um, like, you know, playing games and things like that. Uh, I'd done some like RPGs like Dungeons and Dragons in school, but nothing serious. And I like those those card games. I never really got into Warhammer and stuff. But there was a club there at uni um, and I went along a few times. And, you know, let's just say that people who have that kind of interest aren't known for their social skills. Uh, not to talk to, about myself too much, but... Yeah, when I was um, a teenager in school, I when I hit high school, I was really self-conscious about myself. I was always worried whether I was saying the right thing or doing the right thing or not. And um, uh, a lot of the time, things went wrong for me when I tried to play a role um, of of being normal or something like that. Um, what I thought other people in my age group should, uh, but it always came across as weak and garbage because it didn't really um, suit my personality. It wasn't true to myself, so I wasn't strong in it because I wasn't confident. I didn't realize back then, it, you know, it's like the old the old song goes, it ain't what you do, it's the way that you do it. So uh, as, a, as an adult now, and having been involved in personal development for 15 years um, and become really confident, um, not all the time, but a lot more confident than, I, than, I, than I've ever been before in my life, um, I see how so much of life is um, having the confidence of your convictions, especially as, you, as a man, as a man. It's important for women as well, of course, but um, as a man, you're uniquely pressured to be confident in your in yourself. I think for women, they can get away with a lot of of not being so confident. It's um, it's it's more socially acceptable. But you know, if you're a little bit of a people pleaser as a guy, you it, you won't get into conflicts as such. But people will not respect you as much as if you have the courage of your convictions. Uh, and that's true as well of women. But one thing is, as a man coming into an environment, you're con in the same way that women are forced to submit to a beauty contest um, to some degree, uh, men are constantly being scanned unconsciously by people by you know, how confident you are, how alpha you are, where are you in the pecking order. And this goes on whether people are aware that it's happening or not, because it's, you know, it's an unconscious thing. And the, the unconscious scan is pretty uh, successful for the main part. I mean, obviously, um, there's times when people feel more confident and less confident, and there's sometimes you, you, you think you don't like someone, and then you later find out that you have tons in common, and you do. But I'd say, on average, the, the apparatus that we've been given by nature is, um, is pretty successful at... Um, 
unconsciously scanning. There's stuff that can happen with trauma and stuff that can actually disable um, people's the the, effect, the effectiveness of people's scanning. But um, I digress. So one of the things we submit to is this um, hierarchy of how confident are you? How often are you? How much do you have the courage of your convictions? You know, my podcast called Be Yourself and Love It Podcast. And that's because it's not enough to be yourself. You know, most people would think, be myself. Like, that's the last person I want to be. Like, the the, the, the guy that didn't get dates at school. No, thank you. Uh, but so it's, you, it's be yourself and love it. And what I learned is the more confident in yourself, the more you love being yourself, the more other people are accepting of your authenticity. I've pulled people up on things, I've given them harsh feedback and things like that. And because it wasn't, um, I felt congruent. Uh, I, I told them truths about myself that would make myself vulnerable. And because I felt like I had the my self energy to back it up, um, you know, they didn't go for me. Whereas in the past, when I was more of a people pleaser, I would be scared to say these things. And when I said them, my um, my feeling of I'm not really sure I have the right to do this would come through. And that's when you get attacked. So, you know, for example, you know, I'm a vegetarian and I hear from vegetarians and vegans all the time that, oh, I get shit at work for it. This person complains. Uh, this person gives me a hard time. Why are you eating that at work and stuff like that? I have never, in 12 years or so, like, I've maybe got crap for that like twice. Why? Because I don't care. I don't care what other people think. I'm happy with my diet. So, you know, no one really gives me a hard time for it. Stuff like that. That is that's the difference because women are allowed to be vulnerable in a real sense vulnerable. Men are allowed to be vulnerable if they're being vulnerable in a sense in which they're totally okay with being vulnerable. Like I'm a, I'm allowed to be vulnerable and it's my right to do so and here's something private and personal I'm choosing to share with you which you know that's not the real vulnerability is it that's not when you feel like needy you know neediness can be um very corrosive to our relationships and, and men have a sense of that and they're told by certain movements uh, especially that movement uh, beginning with f that um you know, we're meant to embrace all our vulnerability. But the reason why we don't is because we know that in many cases, we've all experienced it. We've got a sense, we, you can feel, you can feel your attractiveness go down on a thermometer if you express your vulnerability sometimes. So yeah, I guess I've, I've, I've come a long way on my tangents, but it's, it's all relevant to the the overall thing of the epidemic of loneliness. So I was speaking about when I was participating in these, um, when I was growing up, I didn't have the courage of my convictions. And I was really lucky because when I was about 14, 15, I started hanging out with rockers and I finally found a sense of identity that suited me because when I was growing up my brother used to listen to Guns N' Roses, Rage Against the Machine, all of this kind of uh, heavy metal and, uh, uh, and, and I loved that when I was you know 
um, I was uh, four or five, six years old, jumping up and down to guitar solos. So I felt like I refound that identity. And through hanging out with all these people, I gradually became more confident. And the thing, uh, it took a long time. It took years and years and years and years. But um, it was a gradual thing. And I definitely, you know, saw some mild bullying and things. And people didn't like me because they could sense, because I was such a people pleaser. And they could sense that weakness in me that, they, you know, they didn't like in themselves. The, the fact that I was vulnerable and... Um, uh, uh, and some people took objection to me, but lots of people loved me as well. So in that more supportive social group, and there's a lot of rockers, I mean, um, live, uh, living in Glasgow, Scotland. So there's always new people to meet. I got some experience with women, um, like uh, not as much as I might have liked to. Uh, but, you know, by the time I was 22, I was a much more confident person. Now I see how much further I had to come. I mean, I was self-conscious about the fact that I was 22 and the people in my year at uni were like 18, you know, I was self-conscious about things like that, which seem ridiculous now. Um, and that kind of held me back in many ways, uh, my insecurities. So, but I'd come a long way and it's, and like looking at these kind of, people who'd hang around the student union, some of them might be part of that games club and things like that. I could tell that they were really down and depressed. And if you ask them why, they wouldn't tell you why. Um, they just, well, in my opinion, they wouldn't tell you the real reason why. And they just say, oh, you know, bah. and some of them were on meds and stuff like that. But I had a sense that when it comes down to it, the real reason why they were depressed is because they couldn't get a girl. And they didn't see themselves having any prospects of ever getting a girl. And they tied their self-esteem to being able to get a girl. And in a way, nature ties your self-esteem to being able to get a girl. I know the people um, in the MGTO movement, as some of you might be watching, that's, <laughs> I, I'm not going to butt heads with you or anything like that it's a valid lifestyle choice but they, they might not like that idea like nature um, I, I'm I'm totally fine with people making that decision I can see why someone would make that decision especially now with you know divorce courts and all that and how badly things are stacked against us personally my view is it's like this is life is like um, you've been dragged to the casino by your friends, right? And you've been given a hundred pounds to, or a hundred dollars or euros to play with. And um, you're, you're there for the whole night, whether you like it or not. And for me personally, it's like, you've got the choice to sit in the corner and go, I don't like the game. It's so unfair that, that we, I don't even want to go to the casino. It's so unfair that we've been dragged out here. Um, I don't want anything to do with this. Or you can go, well, look, by the end of the night, the money's going to take, uh, everything's going to be taken away from me at the end anyway, right? That's what happens at the end of life. Uh, so you've got a choice to gamble and surf the highs and the lows and, or you can, try and opt out of the game. 
but you're still going to be in the casino all night. So that's why, I, for me personally, uh, I've never considered the kind of MGTOW choice. But that is one that I respect um, if, uh, you know, that people have the right to take. So one way or another, there's there's a bunch of reasons why we can't talk about this. One is, well, it's fucking humiliating. You know, most guys aren't going to go and say, I'm depressed because I can't get a girl. Then there's all the unsolicited advice that you're going to get when you say that. Most of it, bullshit, unhelpful, nothing that's going to enrich your life or be practical. And then what are you going to do about it? Are you going to go on a pickup course or something like that? Um, most guys aren't into the into that <laughs> um, way of looking at the dating market, even calling it market. I think that's. I personally think it's okay. I'm I'm an economics geek. I, I don't mind with I don't mind that much having terms like sexual market value and stuff like that because uh, I think they're to a degree true, and I love the truth. But um, here's the thing. You can admit that you are not good at speaking languages and would like help with that. You can admit that you're not good at tidying your room, as Jordan Peterson might ask you to. You can say you're you're a chronic procrastinator. You can you can say that you uh, are not good at working a regular job, but you can't say that you're not good with women because your value as a man is judged by that and actually it's pretty much tantamount to saying I admit that I fail as a man and no one wants to and no one wants to do that but there's a conspiracy of silence over the fact that so many guys are lonely not I'm going to focus on the kind of women thing, but I don't even mean in that way, because if you've not got those social skills, a lot of these people don't have close friends or, or anything either. When I when I moved to Edinburgh, I remember I was looking on meetup.com for meetups that I might be interested in, and I joined some sci-fi club, and I went to someone's house to watch a movie, and oh, I felt I felt so sad because... You know, I, I, for my whole life, I've been obsessed with communication. I think it's because my parents argued a lot, and I know I didn't want that in my life. So I, you know, I became obsessed with reading books and communication and practicing what I'd learned. You know, one of the best books you should buy is um, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk, not just for dealing with your kids, but for dealing with your adult it's adults and also for for understanding why the way that adults spoke to you when you were a kid uh, wasn't appreciated by you why you didn't like it you know you've got to you got to read that book why, how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk it was a big part of my healing journey another great book nonviolent communication by marshall rosenberg and there's a bunch of videos on my youtube channel on improving uh, your communication skills um, Anthony Samroff. So I felt like there was, it, it reminded me of when I was a kid, when I told you, and I was self-conscious about everything I said. There was this constant, like, 
thing amongst the geeks, and I say that appreciatively because I consider myself a geek. Um, like a girl had Bagpuss on the television, and Bagpuss is fucking awesome. And there was this like, why is Bagpuss thing on? They can they can just say like, um, let's change it or something like that. It was like, and I could see, you know, she she was like, oh shit, am I lower now? Am I lower? And you know, am I? Everyone had this, um, uh, where am I? Like, uh, am I okay? And also the flip side of that was judging everyone else is okay or not. So that kind of thing. That's like everyone in the room having low self-esteem and having to validate themselves by um, their place. And and, and so this is, this is, again, women can get away with this because... As a woman, your sexual market value is very much just tied to the fact that you have a vagina. Um, you know, uh, women are attractive qua women, whereas men have to earn their attractiveness. So, unless you happen to be Brad Pitt, but look, you know, look how confident Brad Pitt is. Um, you know, you could get a really good looking guy who has no confidence and was abused, got abused the crap out of. Uh, by his parents and in school and you know it will his looks will get his foot in the door with women but they won't stick around so so this seeing this and you know hearing online that um looking at the human human genome it looks like 80 percent of the women who've ever lived have procreated whereas only 40 percent of the men who've ever lived have procreated um then if you look at as people get older, um, women just tend to pair off. At some point they pair off, whereas a whole bunch of men are just getting weeded out of the gene pool, you know, 60% of them. So it's like, it's brutal. Uh, I guess I was just saying, you need good social skills to form good friendships as well. So that you meet people who contribute to your well-being and like will do for you, will go out of their way for you. Like I'm going to Mexico on Monday and like I've got friends coming through from another city to see me this weekend. Like um, it took me a while, I've been collecting. I've been collecting the good people, but it's like I've got amazing friends. Um, and it makes me sad that not everyone has this, especially, I don't know, it's hard to make friends as an adult for most people. And no, no one's talking about it, no one seems to care. Um, you know, we're in a lockdown now, which which isn't going to make it any easier. Um women tend to find a friendship group um, of girls, guys, you know, what? What? Who's doing anything to help us? And, the, and then there, there's, other, there's other factors I want to speak about. Um, to, to return to the, what are you supposed to do, right? I feel like there's not a healthy conversation going on. I think some of this, the MGTOW stuff is good, like they're say, they would be telling you to find a good social circle, a good, uh, a good group of guys that you can that can support you, 
um, and to make you independent of needing a woman. I think that's important. Uh, I never really saw when I was in school. You know, I was uh, uh, I had tons of female friends and only you know a couple of close male friends. I never had a group of guys. I didn't see the benefit of a group of guys until my mid twenties, and it was so good. It was so good going out to the pint the pub and talking guy stuff with guys. I think that's really important, whether you want a woman or not. Um, but who are people going to go to for advice on attracting a good woman? Where's the healthy conversation happening if, for those of for those of us who, who that's important to? Or women, you know. Uh, I've gone through uh, periods of of being non uh, non monogamous and 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 that's that's brought me good cha good challenges that that I didn't mean to say good challenges but it's true they were good they were character building in terms of my confidence of being able to communicate my needs to the people um, that I was that I was involved with and it's scary you know saying this is what that you know this is where I need to be right now this is uh, this is this is what I need to do um, are you cool with that uh, like you know, and being able to risk losing someone over it. So given that the most people don't want the don't want to see it as a kind of rat race while like um there I, I'm not gonna say there's no no good stuff in the pickup community. I mean that I think there's there's quite a lot of good stuff, but uh, people but people, you know uh, there's there, there's all sorts of different schools and there are um but some of them feel like would feel like quite inauthentic to a lot of people and to some people it feels like you know what am I meant to be this all singing all dancing monkey that has um that has to do all these tricks and things like that. I think in recent years, there's a lot of stuff that's come out that's a lot of um, a lot more about being your best self. But I mean that, in my experiences, that isn't really enough. You need to learn to really understand women. I mean, and I um, I went out for for a couple of years after I had a major breakup, speaking to strangers, improving my social skills, learning about people, learning about women. And I put um, I put a lot of what I learned into my YouTube series called How to Make Small Talk. There's a playlist on my YouTube channel. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't like the word small talk, but um, you know, if you could, uh, they're, they're building blocks to help people find their way to connecting with others and once you're able to do that you can you can chuck out small talk quite frankly the more confident you become the more you're allowed to you're allowed that's such a funny turn of phrase but the more people will expect you to steward interactions when people read you for how confident you are if you're the most like i noticed this when i was going out and proving my confidence improving my social skills um you know, when I was really self-conscious, I'd say something and I'd be look I'd look to the person on my left or look to the person on my right to check if I was okay, you know, if I was saying the right thing, if I was good with the group. 
And um, later on, I realized, of course, that's like lower self-esteem. Later on, when you, the more confident you become, you, you, you'll notice that other people say something and then they look to you. And then it's like, oh, I'm the most confident person in the group, obviously, because they're looking at me to find out if what they said was okay. This happened more and more, the more confident you become. So what I learned is it's possible to become more confident. It's possible to improve your social skills and to learn about women. I've not really put out much co content yet on what I've learned um, specifically regarding women. I, I don't, I've not really felt, felt ready to broadcast it personally, although it's come up in some of my coachings and therapy. And, you know, I'm, um, my friends will, if they're having trouble with texts, <laughs> you know, uh, that impossible thing. Uh, how do you text a woman? Uh, I was the person that they, they come to for help with that because of the experience that I've had and because they've seen what I'm like about around strangers and how I can meet strangers and spontaneously um, connect with them and create an atmosphere uh, that's like being in heaven to me, you know. I was such a, I was, I was such a weirdo as far as everyone else was concerned at school. You know, I was so not confident about myself. So it means a lot to have come to this point. And I guess what I'm saying is, I just don't want people to be opting out of playing in this casino when it can be so much fun to socialize. I want people to have the the resources. And, and the internal resources to go out and create the kind of relationships that that make them satisfied, whether that's with or without women. Um, and um, no one's talking about it. So that's why I'm talking about it. This is just the beginning of a conversation because I, I, I think I would like to create the healthy conversation about it. Um, and if you guys who are listening get in touch with me on Facebook that could be the the beginning of the healthy conversation about how to solve this um epidemic of loneliness about men because I don't have any amazing solutions yet I'm working on it but the, the first thing is to be having the conversation because I'm just not sure that there is a healthy conversation about it um I think things are really exacerbated by the the dating apps, and this is something that some people might see, what I'm going to say might seem to some people as quite controversial, but I, I don't really mind about that. Um, from what I saw, the data was even very good looking guys, you know, hardly get any swipes. And it might be, if you're very good looking, you might get one, one in 86. And then there was data from OkCupid that women almost rate no one as a five out of five for looks you know they um they whereas men are much more generous in the in the rating of women looks wise so this has ex exacerbated the the race to the bottom or the race to the top because here's my theory i didn't hear this anywhere it's kind of like my own original thinking um if you were before we had these dating apps before everything was online. If you were a woman that was, let's say, of moderate or or far below average attractiveness, 
looks wise. If you wanted to get attention from men, you'd go to a bar or a club and you turn you turn your body towards where everyone stands. And this goes for all women. Over the course of the night, men would approach you. And the quality of those men and the quantity of those men would give you a estimate of how attractive you are and what you could expect in a man, what you could reasonably expect to get. And you could choose the best option out of those men. And that, and, and that would go for all women. You'd be able to get an accurate view of how attractive you are and what you can expect, what you can reasonably expect to get. And you could pick your best option. Whereas now with dating apps, Tinder, Bumble, OkCupids, Snapchat, I know it's not a dating app, you know, there's millions of these bloody things, right? Whatever, however, I hate, this is, you know, I'm, I'm stumbling, I'm being politically correct, you know, I, I don't want to like call a girl a six out of 10 or something looks wise. Uh, and I don't want to say like a girl with low sexual market value. Yeah, is that is that is that out of respect or is that socially conditioned? Am I not allowed to do that? You know, have I picked up a rule? But anyway, you get where, where I'm coming from, right? You're going to be getting shit tons of attention from men every day on these apps, even if you're not that attractive, and that's basically giving you false signals of how attractive you are and by doing that it's giving you a false estimation of what you can reasonably expect from a man especially if you're looking for a monogamous relationship so you know there there's a there is a meme going around on the internet which was like sex is the new nine Right, six is the new nine. That that meant it was as hard to pull a six, uh, a six out of ten as a nine out of ten. I love that. That's so funny. So the problem with this is, as a woman, you think that you can get a guy that has much more, much higher sexual market value, but because a tiny percentage of guys are getting all the swipes. Those guys that you think you're entitled to, they've got tons of options with women. So if you do get with them, they're just want to. I'm going to be rude here. They're just going to. They're just going to want to pump and dump, right? And you're like, you're getting more and more bitter about men because all of the men that you sleep with don't want a relationship with you because they've got tons of options. And in the meantime, you think that all of these other men over here who are lonely and want to get into a relationship are below you. So, so it's an arms race and the, the odds are stacked against the majority of men, but they're also making women completely miserable because all the guys that they're interested in have so many options that they're not interested in a relationship. So these are some of my own analyses. I've never put this theory out there before, so it would be great to have your your feedback. But that's what I think's going on. That's why I think things have got worse than ever. 
for guys in the dating market. And what this means is you need some social skills if you want a woman or if you want a good social circle. But you shouldn't really, you should, you should want them for you. That's the thing. I mean, one of the things that motivated me in improving my social skills was I felt like I owed it to myself. I owed it to little Anthony who didn't get dates in school. Little Anthony who fancied a lot of those rock chicks he was um, hanging out with when he was 15, 16, 17. But, um, oh, I have a boyfriend. And um, <laughs> how they went, went, went for someone more confident. Um, uh, and I definitely owed it to myself to have an excellent friendship group because, you know, my friendship group might have been like those uh, geeks that I went to hang out with and watch a sci-fi movie with. It was The Wrath of Khan, by the way. Yes. Um, uh, that was after Bagpuss. By the ba- Bagpuss is equally or equally great or superior to The Wrath of Khan. Sorry if anyone's offended by me saying Bagpuss is better than The Wrath of Khan, but I'm convinced that it is. It fucking is. Bagpuss is amazing. If you've not watched it, you can watch the whole 10 episodes in under two hours, I think. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I just don't think my friendship groups were that good in school. I put up with a lot of crap behaviour. That's what's going to happen when you have low self-esteem. That's what's going to happen when you have, you've not reached your potential as a man. A lot of people feel like this pressure on themselves. And for me, it's because it's not, it's not nice to put pressure on yourself, but I just feel like from my whole life, I've known a a greater version of myself is ready to be born, which is why I am so interested in personal development. I'm always reminded of that anecdote that um, Michelangelo was asked, how did you carve David? And he said, well, that was easy. I just took away everything that wasn't David. When I was improving my social skills, it didn't make me more inauthentic like a lot of the pickup artists become because they're practicing routines and stuff like that. It made me more authentic because the more confident I got in myself, the more I was just allowed to be who I am because I've got the courage of my convictions about it. I'm the most confident person in the react in the interaction. Therefore, people are looking to me for social skills. Sorry, social cues, rather than me looking to them for social cues, so I can be myself. And because I love authentic relationships. I give them permission to be themselves. And around other confident people, it's just like a multiplication thing. We help each other become better versions of who we are. So if you're interested in this kind of thing, if it appeals to you, if you want to transcend the epidemic of loneliness and then help other men um, transcend the epidemic of loneliness, then I'm interested in speaking to you. I'd like to start the healthy conversation, um, starting with ourselves, you know, because I really believe that you teach by example, putting it into our own lives, chipping away at everything that isn't Anthony, chipping away at everything that isn't, you know, whatever your name is, um, to become, you know, the person that you've always had the potential to be and to get the rewards of a good girl or girls and a 
great or or and a great friendship circle whatever you want whatever your goals are whatever you owe it to yourself what what do you owe it to yourself to create in this life for yourself so i think that's that's what i want to say i want to start this conversation with you about the epidemic of loneliness amongst men and how to cure it starting with myself and yourselves if you're interested add me on facebook or email me anthony at beyourselfandloveit.com go and get my free ebooks beyourselfandloveit.com forward slash do it i'd probably be remiss not to mention that i'm a therapist a counselor and also a coach so if you think that you'd benefit from working with me then definitely get in touch but i'd be interested in hearing from everyone anyone is interested in the topics i've raised thank you so much the organization for having me and i can't wait to hear from you all